What happens when common sense is common, but just not helpful? What happens when social standards and thought processes leave you stuck? It's time for a new way of thinking. It's time for divergent sense. Divergent means different, varying, or dissimilar. Divergent sense is taking a different look at something to gain a fresh perspective and having viewpoints that are dissimilar to that which we know as common. This podcast was created to offer alternative opinions on topics ranging from life's everyday challenges all the way through much more complex topics as well. So join us here in our digital domain as we do our best to help life make sense, or should we say, divergent sense. Well, welcome back to the Divergent Sense podcast, and we're so glad that you've joined us today. We're in the middle of summer here in East Texas. It's been hot and humid. It's living in a sauna. I am looking at my phone right now. (laughs) I'm listening to you, but I looked at my phone uh, just to see what time it is, and it is 102. 102. Not heat index. That's not the heat index, That's the live temperature right now. Hey. Yeah. Hey. I knew I was starting to sizzle on the way inside, but I didn't I didn't understand I was dealing oh, with that. Oh, the short walk from the truck to the building where we are recording this. Yeah. I am a little Yeah. Soaked. Uh, was, just from the humidity. Uh and today's not even as humid. No. No, as, no, no, no. It's uh, it's it less. Yeah, the humidity is in the mid thirties. Oh. But our heat index is still one oh nine. One oh nine, people. Hey, so well, we've I, got a hot topic mm, for you today. Uh, we're I'm so not allowed glad to, shop to be there. back. Hey, I, no, it's not a good place <laughs> yeah. for us. Uh, they don't, right, yeah, no. No, no I'm not out. a good place I'm for out. us. Uh, being uh, more statuesque fellows, um, not a lot. I'd, I'd need to shop where, like, Bob the tomato <laughs> vegetable shops. Stop it. Well, where does he get him britches? Let's jump in here, Ben. We want to give another update. You have some thoughts. Uh, it is an update on your own journey. This is, We've covered this topic, mental health, specifically depression, what it is, what it isn't, how it's often gone unrecognized, and you've given us a lot of uh, in-depth coverage there, but it's good to have a good update, and then you have some thoughts you want to share that may be helpful yes, to other yeah. people who may be on their own journey. Right on. So, yeah, and so it had been a while. Uh, now we've done two kind of back-to-back, but you know, last time, the last update I kind of talked about, I got my bell rung on a couple of things and I really didn't know how to articulate some of what was going on and, and to process it. And there was stuff going on, going on in, in real time that I was like, I don't really know what to say. Um, so I, I did, you know, want to always be sure that I'm bringing a, um, as up to date and play by play because I I don't know how things are going to progress. Obviously I never saw, you know, the last couple of months coming, but, um, you know, they, they did and you have to navigate them. Uh, You have to navigate what comes. And I, for me, you know, I'm a person that likes to plan. Okay. So I'm like, all right, we're, we're in this recovery process. So I'll take this step and I'll take this step and then, then this will, Mm -hmm. you know, work and then this will change. And then it, that's not how it works. No. It is not. Um, it, it's not. That's that's not a thing. So on my on my handy dandy notes, uh, one of the the first things that that I wrote um, is that you can't navigate the Amazon simply. There's no simple way to do it. Even if the river's calm, the website's pretty easy. To well, navigate. the Am- yeah yeah no. So this is actually the river. Oh uh, yeah, in oh, in South America. Yeah. yeah yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, my bad. I should have specified. <laughs> Uh, but the Amazon app is actually very the heat, easy. It's, it's the heat. Do you, you think we get old Jeffrey to 
throw us a sponsorship. Hmm. Hey, if you hear us out there, Amazon. Yeah, come on. We'll take it. All right. Uh, we certainly will. All right. So, but you can't navigate the Amazon River simply. And um, now, if you see pictures of the Amazon, it's very picturesque. Uh, it it almost looks tranquil in hmm. some places, but it's surrounded by death. jungle on both sides. And death. It, yes, death. <laughs> it is there to kill you. You know, everything and they, there is yes, trying to, and it wants to kill you. Yes. Uh, so it is, but. Uh, you you can you can um, you can navigate the river and you can make it, but you need to be prepared for all types of obstacles. And in a recovery from depression, those are variables, those are unknowns, and those are things that hey, you you need to be prepared for stuff to feel like it's working against you, and it may be, um, but that's part of the process. That's kind of how you know you're moving in a good direction. Um, it, cause it, it can get, it, it can get complicated. It's a, yeah. it, there, you know, the struggle is not bad, but don't, don't be naive. Well, and, be and, and don't feel like you're failing just because there's struggle. No, because no, no. it's, it's with most things in life, not just our mental health journeys. Uh, it's a process over time and there are things we can't anticipate, don't see coming, uh, and we're not failing. It's part of the process, the challenges, the obstacles that come. It's our right. addressing them, how we address them and overcoming them that actually helps us move forward. Right. Right. And I'd mentioned that the kind of the, the, the glorified men's retreat that I had gone on, they, they had a phrase, trust the process. Um, it's, it's difficult to trust something that you don't understand something that, you know, a year and a half year and, you know, 10 months ago, you didn't even really know was a thing. Um, it's difficult to trust that, but that's really your way forward. Well, and it's more difficult if you don't have a process to engage in. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, here's, here's the next thing for me. And this, um, this is something that I've, I've found myself whining about several times. I think a lot of times, and we've made no secret of the fact on here that, you know, that, that, that we are Christians. And so if you're not of that belief system, this may not have a lot of space to fit, you know, in, in your, in your thought process. But for those of you that are here, you know, hear this, um, life isn't supposed to be easy. Mm. Now, sometimes we accept it and let it be harder than it should. But just because the Lord is on our side doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. No. It means that we're equipped to navigate the challenges, to navigate the river, and to deal with the things that pop up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there is no guarantee uh, of of an easy life. No. That's not a thing. No, it's not a thing. So, you know, one... um, Well... Maybe another way of saying that is being a, a believer or a person of faith is not a guarantee that there will be no challenges or obstacles or difficulties. Right. Yeah. What we have is a resource, uh, an added resource in addressing those things that help us overcome them. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so Scripture says, in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. So where I bring to him a void in my strength, he's able to fill it with his. So where I don't have the capacity 
that's another kind of misnomer that people, oh, the Lord won't give you any, give you more than you can bear. Some mm. weird. Yes, he will. That's where you're supposed to partner with him. Yep. Okay. Um, he's not going to offer you temptation such that you cannot bear it. He's your, but he is your escape. Yep. He's, he's your strength. So, um, just to, you know, to, to, to call on, call on that again, um, this isn't, you don't have to find your own strength. And when you get to where you have run out of road, Lord, here I am. I can't do this. Uh, so I either need new strength from you, new direction from you, or I need you to carry me. Yeah. Or even the, and also a reminder, uh, I shared this this past weekend, um, in, in one of our services here that the psalmist, um, I think it's quite clear when you read the Psalms that, that David and some of the other writers may have been struggling with bouts of depression, definitely with bouts of discouragement. And one of the things in Psalm 42, he said, when I, when, when I'm down, when my heart is down or my soul is down, I remind myself of everything about you. In other words, I rehearse back to myself who God is, uh, what he's like, that he's available, that he's with me. He hasn't abandoned me. Yes. Those are things that, uh, he also said, I'll fix my eyes on you and I will praise again. Um, and those are significant things for us as people of faith that, um, we have at our disposal that even though we're not promised to be taken out, we're more often taken through, Mm -hmm. uh, but not alone. And we, we can pause and we can, Make, when we catch ourselves in those modes, our setback of some sort has occurred. We're going to do another episode on the whole thing of how to deal with set, setbacks. Shameless plug for another episode. There you go. Um, but it's a it's a it's a value that we we have. We can remind ourselves, and sometimes we need to do that. We're not alone. We're not the only ones. Uh, he's not abandoned us. He's available to us. So right. as people of faith, yep. that is a great advantage. Uh, that we have as we deal with the various emotional and mental things that human beings encounter in this life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the next thing that I noted here um, is, I know it's a cliche phrase, but it's okay to not be okay. Um, And that was something, you know, before all this started months and months and months ago, I would have said, yeah, yeah, it's fine, you know, to not be okay. Side uh, it's okay for you to not be okay, but clearly I'm okay because I'm endorsing the fact that it's okay for you to not be okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I worked, um, yeah, at, at a church where there, there was an undercurrent where you had better be okay. Um, and if you weren't, then there was something intrinsically wrong with you. Um, and, I was I was at a place in life where I was um, I was struggling deeply, um, and I wasn't okay. Yeah. Um, but I kept trying to do some weird indoctrinate myself, or you know, you want to speak positive words, and I was and go, no, I'm okay, I'm fine. As somehow that that was going to fix it, mm-hmm. taking no action. That's like you've got some type of damage, you know, in your house. And you, oh no, it's uh, that wall's not cracked. Uh, you know, yeah, that, yeah. The, you ignore the, the not obvious. In. Yeah. It's not helpful. Yeah, you know, don't, I, don't look over here. The phrase "it's um, okay to not be okay" also needs to have the addendum to it. 
but it's not okay to remain that way. Yes, and that is very true. And here is something that, and that was a struggle for me because I'm like, I don't even know where to begin to try to catch up. Yeah. But here's what I do know is that you can fall behind and in various ways and different things, you, you will fall behind in some area in your life, but you can catch up. Yeah. Um, I know that I had uh, a lot of things turned off in, uh, in my life spiritually. And those are things that I have reactivated and stuff where I've been behind for years, I have caught up catching up at a lightning pace at a much faster ratio. It's not a year for year, you know, mm-hmm. type thing. So if I'm behind six years, it didn't take me six years to catch up. There's no real time formula, no. but it's, but it is exponentially faster to catch up than it is to get behind. Um, and I attribute that to the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. So um, here is another good thing that even once I was involved in my depression journey, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this and I don't really know what it all means, but I know that it's real and I need to start trying to undo this and move forward. I still doubted the effects of trauma in my life. Now, again, I'm married to a person who is a mental health professional and I wholly believed in the impact that trauma had mm-hmm. for everyone. But somehow I thought I was unique. Well, I mean, it affect, you know, it can affect anyone and everyone. Oh, except me. Yeah. Yeah. As somehow, I, you know, yeah. People do it all the time. Uh, yeah. So I don't know as naive as that, that is, but, but here, and here is a great way that I was reminded that trauma is real. So we were on vacation, um, this, this past week, we got into town at the at the end of the week. Our my wife's car that she drives is too small to hold our family of four plus luggage for a week long vacation. And not only for that, we were picking our kids up from camp, so we had their camp luggage too. Car's not big enough. Right. Okay. Right. My buddy, best friend growing up, um, he loaned me his car. It's his spare. He. And he got a nice job, and they, he's got his company truck. So his personal vehicle spends a lot of time in his garage. So he was happy to let me borrow it. Pulling a bill here. I'm smacking the computer. Sorry. And I mean um, it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I borrow his vehicle. We drive to Dallas, um, do the covered parking, take care of it, you know, drive the whole thing back. I'm going to fill it up for him. And go and uh, go get it washed and cleaned up. When I am filling it up, and we had lunch today, I've neglected to tell you this story. So you're actually hearing this for the first time. I am. That's indeed. why your eyes are so wide. Mm. Um, I didn't know it was that or the extra strong coffee. But oh, let it be both. <laughs> but so here I'm at the gas station. I hadn't slept a lot. You know, kind of all you know, out of sorts in a unfamiliar vehicle. Um, I pull up to the gas pump, but I'm a little bit short. So the hose doesn't reach to the back of the car. I'm about maybe a foot off, maybe not quite a foot. So I'm like, Oh, I just need to ooch forward. So like any good redneck, you get in, uh, you don't close the door. all the uh, way. Oh no. You pull forward. Oh no. And I did. I pulled forward a little bit more than what I needed to knowing, you know, kind of, kind of want to overdo it. Cause it would really be embarrassing to have to pull forward twice. Yes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would much rather that now. Uh, so I threw the gear shift forward um, and got out of the car, reached for the gas pump, and when I turned around over my left shoulder, and I give these details so you can see what's coming, his car's passing me. Still in drive. No, in reverse. In re- oh, <laughs> going the other so way. So I had come up from oh drive and thought I had nailed park. I was a little shy, and it didn't start rolling right away. I jump out right away, you know, and then so his doors open. Now, if you're you can conjure up, most gas stations have what they call bollards, these <laughs> steel pipes filled with concrete that protect the gas pumps from idiots who run into them. And if you've run into a gas pump, you're not an idiot. I did not believe that until this time last week. Um, <laughs> no, but no, no. Uh, so his door is open about seventy degrees, right? And I jump in to the moving vehicle, which is a feat in and of itself. And I kind of jump in one foot, you know, forward, kind of some little skateboard move. And I am stomping on the brake as my butt is hitting the seat, as the door is hitting the bollard and ripping out not straight perpendicular to the car, 90 degrees straight out. Wasn't a full Tommy boy. I didn't bend it 180. What did you do, Rick? Right, exactly. But that's what I texted my friend. I was like, call me. He was in a meeting. I was like, no, call me. I just Tommy boyed your door. And instantly my phone rang. I have to move this. That's the second time I've hit that. Okay. So now I, uh, now I had calmed down. I had, before I called him, I had filled up the car. I had pulled the door closed that was stuck at a 90 degree angle going, I have to take it to the body shop. I have a relationship with a body shop here in town. So I knew right where I was going to take it and everything, but I had to hold the door closed. (laughs) So I did, I took, I, I drove his car to the body shop and with the door ajar yes it would only move just a few inches but it was essentially like driving a jeep yes. and trying to hold the door and it was, it was just it was awful traumatic now, yeah it was incredibly traumatic now my friend who is beyond gracious i mean beyond gracious chuckled at the whole incident now he could have cussed me you know to his wife i don't know i should probably call her and see but he oh. took it in stride that was so that was good but it scarred me. Yeah. Because now I I drive I can drive big equipment, some mm. earth moving equipment. You want mm. to drive a big loader? Yeah, sure, I can do mm. that. Okay. I can't use like an excavator, but I can move it around. Yep. You know? Uh so I drive anything with wheels. I drive stuff without wheels. Give me track, whatever. You know, boats, yeah, tractors, yeah, let's yeah, okay. So driving and I we get along well. Yeah. So this was a traumatic an embarrassing bruise to my ego. Now, here's how I know trauma is real. Okay. Yep. So I had to say all of that so you understand. Every time that I got out of my truck this week, you know how it rolls a little bit? Yeah. After you, okay. Now, each time it rolled, I thought I was going to throw up. There was this <laughs> visceral internal reaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to happen again. Yep. Now, I was hooking up to a long trailer at work the other day. We had to... Um, my truck, our, currently our delivery truck is in the, the, the shop, so my truck pulls the trailer around for deliveries right now. And I was hooking that up um, this first day back, first, you know, and so I hook up 
to the trailer and I'm, I've kind of got, you know, the, the NM bind just a little bit. And when I lower the trailer down onto the truck, the whole truck relaxes and it starts coming back like, and it, you know, a couple inches. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not in again. You know? And I'm like, I, I'm freaking out now to get it, get it um, loaded up. I take the items where they need to be taken. And when, um, when we were unloading, the guy is grabbing a pallet with a forklift and the way he kind of had to grab it, he kind of pushed the whole setup. But I'm like, Oh my God, I left it and drive. Cause it's sliding forward. Now it's not, it's just, you know, just a, a little bit, mm. but each time there was this internal visceral reaction. Like I just, I had to calm down physically, not yeah. just mentally. Yeah. It was a, a physical response, a physical response to something that happened days earlier and that my friend more or less laughed off. Um, but it was so impactful internally. Sure. For a lot of different reasons. One that it, it's not something you would do normally or have happened to you Two, no. It's somebody else's vehicle, not your own. Yes. Three, you're a very responsible person and you want to return things in in as good or better condition yes, exactly. than you receive them. Yeah, so it's kind of like the perfect and storm there. If you would have said, you know, are you going to be traumatized by this? I'm like, no. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be, you know, dismissive of it, but, you know, crap happens. What am I, you know, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's We're going to fix it. Yeah, it's not going to keep, it's not going to, I'm not going to be scared to drive. I'm not going to be scared to, to fuel You're scared up. Scared to park. Right? Because yeah, well, clearly, <laughs> that's the problem. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, but it it sticks with you. Okay, so if something as mild, and this was not, this was, the insurance people didn't believe me. They said, how fast were you going when the collision occurred, sir? And I was like, less than one mile an hour. And I said, excuse me, sir? I was like, let me give you a little scenario and explain to them everything. To, at the end, they were chuckling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That didn't help me, no. um, but so, uh, but if that is something that can have that type of lasting effect, it it started to make sense to me because I have recently come to the awareness and the realization that my life has been drastically altered. This goes back to when I when I was divorced the the um, back in in two thousand and three, the trauma that was induced from that. I wasn't scared to go out on a date with someone. I wasn't scared to get married to someone. I wasn't scared to have kids with someone. But the reactions that were happening, they were all filtered through a trauma-based response. Yeah. And and denial. Yes. And if you That's how it was hidden. You yes. And if you would have told me that what I was doing behaviorally, response-wise, was trauma-based, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. Uh but that's exactly what was happening and it's it's extreme. It can be extremely harmful. Yes. Uh, and if you're struggling with depression stuff, it can be especially harmful and uh, restrictive to your recovery process. Well, it's true. And so, you know, we do tend to, because um, we want quick resolutions to thing. If we see a, let's just use the analogy of fruit. I think we talked about this once before quite a while back. <clears throat> we see a fruit that we don't like or a symptom and we want to snip that. We want to yes. get rid of that. But it keeps coming back in varying cycles. And, and it's because 
we're addressing the symptoms, but we're not getting to the root of what the issue is. Because if you get to the root, if you sever the root, the fruit stops coming back. If you address the root issue, uh, and for you, as you were talking about in the story, your root issue was the trauma experience from that initial yeah. uh, relational breakup that you were snipping fruit. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But the root was still there. Yes. Yeah. And very it much. Was, it was impacting and affecting all of the ways of you. You, uh, you know, the ways you were responding to different things you yep. would, you would encounter. So, I um, I've given you the the example of of recent trauma and how much that impacted me and tied that together. Well, this is what I can tell you. Uh, everyone's journey um, towards recovery is, um, it's unique. Um, there are certain things that you can be advised of or warned of, but timelines, processes, impacts, significance of different things, how far you need to go back in your life to start addressing things, um, it's all individual. It is indeed. Cause and, all of our, our lives experiences are individual. And believe um, me, sure. I wish it were more formulaic. It's just not. Yeah. It, it you know, yeah. so, but we anyway. know that there are some common factors that can help, uh, even in the individual uniqueness of each person's journey, there are, there are frameworks and so forth, but timelines, timelines, those are definitely unique because they're, they're impacted and affected by a number of things. One, our experiences, the depth of the trauma, uh, the the help that we have uh, available to us, our choices that we make to seek assistance. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully, Ben, you sharing this today is being helpful to others. Appreciate your honesty and openness. Thank as you, sir. You share about your own journey. If you're on your journey and you're dealing with some mental health, depression, anxiety, or any other such thing, we're going to tell you this. There is hope. You can get through it. Absolutely. Commit to the process and get some help. Thank you for listening to Divergent Sense. We don't just want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. And what topics you want us to speak on in the future. We've got plenty to say, but we want to say what you need to hear. What we all need to hear. So do the world a favor and email those requests to contact at divergentsense.com. And remember, when it comes to your way of thinking, just because it's different doesn't make it wrong. And just because it's common doesn't make it right.